0: Welcome back to Squat Cobbler. This is episode 74. I am Mike at Official Pagan, and uh, I'm getting over a pretty nasty bout of the consumption, which I'm sure you can hear in my voice, so I apologize for any coughing or cracking or demonic intonations that come from me tonight. But luckily, the sweet, sultry voice of my companion in life, in love, and mostly sexually is here with us tonight. Introduce yourself to the people, Kelly. I don't,
1: know, I don't know where that person is, Mike, but, but I'd be happy to introduce myself. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Kelly at K-E-L-L-Y-T-H-U-L on Twitter and Instagram, and I have the gout. <laughs> so I'm a little bit unclear. What exactly is gout? So my deep scientific research on gout comes from Looney Tunes uh, cartoons, okay. and I'm unclear, but it seems to involve putting a cast on your foot.
0: Okay. So it's a
1: broken foot. Is that what we're... Uh, I, it seems like it might be more respiratory oriented, which always confused me why the, the foot needed to be bandaged. Hmm. But people Dude, that had the gout. Out of your foot? I'm not a doctor. So. <laughs> well, you lose most of the heat out of your head. Right. So lot logic would indicate oxygen comes in through your feet. I guess that I makes don't... sense. It's where you'd want to feed the fire, right? Yeah. At the bottom of the.
0: Yeah. yeah. That makes complete sense to me. And it actually is going to take me off on a quick tangent here, because I know the listeners love that. When I was a much, much younger man, I was at the gym one day. And you know those big, round plate weights? I do. I'm familiar with those. Yeah, I was lifting one of those onto an exercise machine, and this woman was running through trying to get to a class that she was late for, and hit me, she was a, she was a larger lady. And I don't just mean like weight wise, like height wise, like she was, she was very tall as well. Very tall, very broad. She hit me pretty hard. I'm not a small person. She hit me hard brushing past me. And, uh, the weight slipped out of my hand and landed on my foot. And I want to say it was probably like a 50 pound weight. And I had white sneakers on and when i lifted it up i just watched the sneaker turn red and uh my foot swelled up and i couldn't get out of the shoe so uh my father took me to the emergency room this is this is my closest thing to a gout story apparently my father (laughs) took me to an emergency room and uh before they cut i always have i have weird luck with doctors and their bedside manner the doctor looked at me and he's like listen i'm gonna cut your shoe off and we're gonna assess the damage but i'm gonna tell you right now you'll probably lose some toes I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I just want to prepare you for that. And he's like, because it looks pretty bad, just, you know, with the shoes still on. So (laughs) mentally prepare yourself that we're going to have to take a few toes off. So I still have all my toes, though, in case anybody is interested in that. Second tangent that I'm going to take us on (laughs) for this extra short episode. Speaking of Looney Tunes, did you see the new Looney Tunes song that Axl Rose did? Is that it's not the baby shark one, is it? No, Um. I want to say it's called Rock the Rock. And so there's a new Looney Tunes show. Apparently, I'm out of the Looney Tunes loop, but apparently there's a new Looney Tunes show. And I guess either on a recent or upcoming episode, Axel Rose is a guest star on it of the band Guns N' Roses. If you guys remember, uh, Kelly and I were talking about them. And as a direct result of the squat cobbler bump, he got the job singing for ACDC when their singer could not complete their tour. So he did a new song for this this Looney Tunes, newer Looney Tunes series, that sounds very much like an ACDC song. Not a specific ACDC song, but in that vein. Obviously, he was still in ACDC mode when they did this song, but it's called Rock the Rock. That was just, you mentioned gout, which apparently is in your feet, where you breathe, and Looney Tunes. So I just had to add those to it.
1: So I'm assuming... Back to the first story, you had to go to the waiting room.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I sat every time I've been injured uh, and I've gone to the ER. I've sat for many, many hours before I was attended to, regardless of the visible bone or profuse bleeding. And uh, when they eventually took me and told me I was going to lose toes, they cut the shoe off. I just broke a bunch of bones in my foot, which I do all the time. So I remember many years ago, a doctor congratulating me because... While he was my primary care physician, I had broken all of my toes. So he said that that was an impressive feat. Some of them more than once, but I managed to get all of them.
1: Well, since we might as well stay on tangents here, so I'll give you I'll give you my emergency room story. Freshman year in college, doing what freshmen do in college, and study, st- study, yeah. And then after after a fairly long night of studying, <laughs> uh, went into the was in a kind of a A multiple room suite uh, situation. It was uh, the dormitory was set up with kind of rooms with a shared bathroom area. And as I came into that, because you gotta, you gotta hit that bathroom after studying all night long. Right. It appeared another one of my study companions was curled around one of the uh, commodes in, in this restroom. And so I was trying to look down to see who it was. And at this point, my, my sense of balance was limited And as I was leaning and leaning and leaning to try and look under the door, I apparently lost my balance and bounced my head off the wall directly. The the little metal things that you could hang your towels on for a communal bathroom. I hit one of those and knocked it off the wall and, and, and then I rested for a while. Uh, When I, when I, when I, when I woke up, I I reached up and noticed there was, there was a fair amount of blood on my hand as I patted a certain part of my head and several of my other companions then took him into one of the rooms. And one gentleman who inexplicably brought a, about a six foot long boa constrictor with him to college, which was pretty cool. He said, don't worry, my dad's a vet. I can fix this. And they were prepping to give me stitches in this uh, college dorm room with, I'm assuming, made sense and uh, another gentleman who was who had studied less then most of us that night walked in the door and said, what the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> and they go, well, we're going to, we're going to stitch them up. And so he took me to the emergency room where, whereupon when eventually I got to the back, back room, the nurse just looked at me and she goes, why am I always working on the nights when there's good parties? <laughs> and
0: so okay. like, oh. a few stitches later, I'm all good. So hope you enjoyed the show folks. No yeah. recommendations this week, Actually, but- I was about to say, so here's my next part of that tangent. <laughs> you mentioned uh, communal bathrooms in college. So in my uh, I, I don't not... know if I want to I don't want to hear the story, I don't think. <laughs> I commuted to college. But so I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia, which is no longer open. And I, I even graduated, if anybody was curious if I have a degree, if you haven't read my IMDB page, I do. So I graduated from there, but I lived a lot of the time in the LaSalle dormitories, uh, specifically the female dorm with my girlfriend and her two roommates. I spent a great deal of my time there, and before they got an off-campus apartment where I spent even more time, they spent their, their first two years of college was in the dorms. So when we were moving my girlfriend in, I helped her and her family move in there. I made it a point to talk to all the security guards so that whenever I would come back, they would just let me in because they thought I went to school there. So <laughs> that,
1: that, that that's a super nice cover story by the fact that any building you enter security visits with you.
0: But go ahead. We'll continue. <laughs> they they very much believed that I went to school there. In fact, when we were um, moving her to her off campus apartment in her third year, they were like, oh, wow, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. And they were like, oh, you're moving off the dorm. I was like, I don't live here. And they just stared at me blankly. I was like, I don't even go to school here. They were very taken back by this. But during my time living in the girls' dormitory, there was so the way it worked, it, it was co ed by, it was separated by floor. So if there were four stories, say the first story was men, second story women, third story men, fourth story women. And of course, you know, nobody can walk up and down steps. So everything was kept clean and wholesome. We, so should, on...
1: put, we should put steps between us and Mexico.
0: <laughs> there <laughs> you go. <laughs> A flight of
1: stairs.
0: Flight—it's got to be cheaper than a wall, right? You'd think. I don't know. I don't. I'm not in construction. We need to get Vex on this. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get Vex. <laughs> we're gonna we're
1: gonna call in an expert. We'll, future 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 episode. We'll 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 do follow up to this breaking
0: news. This is a four hour episode. We're not even gonna get to the the recommendations. So in the uh, on the girls' floor, of course, the. The big communal bathroom shower room was was the women's communal bathroom shower room. I wasn't walking up and down the steps after studying. There was no way that was going to happen. So I went to the women's communal room. And it really it wasn't an issue for anyone because they were friends with a lot of girls on the floor. It, was, it wasn't a problem, me going in and out of there. And there were some other boyfriends who were in and out of there. If I was going to shower there, though, I would try and go early in the morning so that I didn't disturb anyone. So one morning I'm in there, I'm showering. I hear people coming in. So I go to grab my towel, left the towel in the dorm room. Their dorm was not next to the shower room. (laughs) It was the complete opposite end of the very long hallway. So I got to, I, I really had no choice. I couldn't just stay in there all day. And I had no way of contacting my girlfriend because I didn't have a phone on me. And she was a late sleeper. So it would have been hours before she got up anyway. So I had to walk past this group of girls that came in, say good morning, apologize. They were fine. Luckily, it was all people I knew. And then work my way across the entire dorm room, uh, the entire floor of the dorm. And as everyone woke up and was coming out and going to classes and going about their day and just try to... Sort of play off being dripping wet and naked as if that was a normal thing. Man, that would
1: not be the way I'd want to start my day. <laughs> so, <laughs> no offense,
0: no offense. No, none taken, none taken.
1: If I'm, I'm heading off to humanities, <laughs> you know, wanting to kind of, uh, I don't know, that that would that put a little hitch in my giddy up, I think. So
0: that's that's not even the best story of me naked in the dorm room. The best story of
1: me naked in dorms.
0: We could save that for the next episode. <laughs> so
1: I apologize to the iTunes listeners and the folks that pull the stuff off the blog you're going to get this version uh but for youtube i think i'm going to be putting out two versions of this show <laughs> the full-length version and one that kind of maybe jumps over all the stuff and actually gets to the
0: recommendations we'll see oh wait we had to have a recommendation
1: yeah
0: that'd be good that was kind of the plan okay i guess we could do that yeah and you're first <laughs> so so my recommendation for this week is actually really short. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. So I'm actually going to do a callback to the very first episode of Squat Cobbler. Don't worry, Kelly. It has nothing to do with horses.
1: Yeah, that was that was an <laughs> auspicious beginning.
0: <laughs> Kelly, do you remember our first time? I recall the recording of the first Squat Cobbler. Uh-huh. I do. So uh, my recommendation was a cassette tape. And as I sit here as we're recording this, today in the mail arrived another brand new cassette tape. Uh, The latest album by Sleep, The Sciences, arrived on cassette today. I've been, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, because of space issues, I'm currently semi-homeless. And because of space issues, even when I do move, I have, uh, I don't even know how many thousands of CDs, and I have about 5,000 vinyl records. I would say between CDs and records, it's well over 10,000 albums that I have, physical albums. So for space issues, I've had to really... Start focusing a lot more on digital music and streaming services and stuff like that. Not really by choice, but just by, you know, I can't buy a second house just to hold my record collection, I'm told. So uh, I've had to switch to streaming services. So if I do buy a physical copy of something anymore, I try and get the vinyl. Or as is the case more recently, more and more albums are coming out on cassette again. So certain ones I like getting on cassette if I feel like aesthetically... It matches what's going on with the album. There's been some interesting packaging with cassettes lately as well. My recommendation is not the Sleep album per se, though. Uh, I just wanted to mention that because I'm going to talk about cassettes and I just got one today. And the reason the recommendation, this is a great album by Sleep, but the reason it's not the recommendation is Sleep is going to be a future Prisoner Exchange, not this album, uh, one of their albums that will be a future Prisoner Exchange. And I can wax on and on and on about them when we get there. One of the things, though, particularly with me talking about cassettes, whether it's here on Squat Cobbler or with friends, there's a common misconception about cassette tapes that cassette tapes sound terrible. Cassette tapes actually sound great. It's cassette tape players that are terrible. So if you remember the last episode of Squawk Cobbler, we talked about the form and function issues with my recommendation of the C64 Mini, the tiny version of the Commodore 64 that came out. It looks like a Commodore 64, but doesn't have a working keyboard, which some people were complaining about because to actually use, you either have to use the on-screen keyboard or attach a USB keyboard to it attach a real keyboard to the fake keyboard in order to to use that. And some people were complaining about that. And I get that. I understand that complaint because I want the keyboard to work. I don't want to have to do that. But I also understand that it would make it bigger and more expensive. And that's the problem with cassette players that people remember. The idea behind cassettes was that they were cheaper and portable. So the cassettes themselves, if played on an expensive cassette deck, sound great. They sound very similar to vinyl, actually, when you listen to them. When you listen to them on the crappy portable cassette players that 99% of the people had, it's actually the cassette player that sounds awful. It's the cassette player, more often than not, that caused your tape to be eaten by the machine itself and caused all those loud hissing noises and everything else that you remember about cassettes sucking. And I came across a great video this week because I've been very ill, if you can't tell by my voice. This This is my best day this week. So you got me on my silky smooth day. I've been just bombarding myself with YouTube videos since I can't really do anything else. And I came across an interesting channel called technology connections. And there are these interesting sort of mini documentaries. A lot of them range say in the 15 to 20 minute range about, different types of technology throughout the years. And it's, you know, video and a lot of video and audio technology. And there's a couple of different things about cassette tapes on here. But the one that I'm going to recommend a specific video, not just the channel as a whole, is called exploring the good old cassette tape. And really, in this 16 minute video, what they get into is that your perception of cassette tapes is wrong for most people. And I've seen similar videos of people trying to explain that cassettes sound amazing and they hold up really well. It's just your cassette deck that sucks. But this does the best job of explaining that there are different types of tape. And obviously, you know, the cheaper tape doesn't sound as good. And you need a good cassette deck. So this goes into detail in the best form that I've seen, the easiest to consume explanation of it and even gives you a really thorough example by playing the same tape on a high-end cassette deck on different, with different types of actual cassette tape so that you can hear the sound differences coming through the same cassette deck on the different grades of tape. And it's entertaining, very, very thorough, and really explains to people the upside of cassettes and why their popularity is sort of coming back again, not just that it's cheap and that it's, you know, well, cheap in comparison to vinyl. Nobody buys CDs anymore. So vinyl is very expensive to make. It's very time consuming to make. Cassettes are cheaper and faster. So it explains to you the the value of a cassette that you probably weren't aware of. So I thought it was an interesting and informative video. And for everybody who keeps asking me why I like cassettes, now I just have something that I can send them a link to rather than try and explain it to them. You a cassette guy at all, Kelly? Hmm.
1: I don't know exactly what qualifies someone as a cassette guy. I enjoyed them. I did consume most of them on less than high quality. I've never had any sort of high-end cassette thing. But it is nice that, you know, with LPs, albums, vinyl, of course, petroleum-based, so not nature-friendly. But as we all know, the tape made in cassettes occurs naturally in nature and is harvested. So, I, you know, I've always been a big fan of that. So pro that because... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm more of a vegan music consumer. So the natural sounds that you get from, you know, it's a variant of the bamboo strain that you get the cassette tape t- tapes from. But I've, I've enjoyed them. Some of the some of the best stuff uh, uh, I've listened to first time came came to me on cassette. I think I had mentioned on one of our past shows that my very first listen to Welcome to My Nightmare was on a pink Welcome to My Nightmare cassette tape. And we'll always remember and treasure that moment.
0: Which is awesome, and if anybody has that, they should send their copies to Kelly and I. Absolutely. We want Pink Welcome to My Nightmare cassettes to arrive at our door. Yeah, there's been a lot. like Indie bands have been doing cassettes because it's a way for them to get an analog release that's cheaper than vinyl. Vinyl's extremely expensive. Um, you know I hate talking about my own projects, but even with Pagan, we've only recently started doing vinyl. And even at that, like we've been on a major label for years now. We've only recently been able to start doing vinyl. It's just so expensive. It's so time consuming. Uh, the shipping costs are enormous related to it because vinyl's heavier, it's larger. It's just it's an expensive and cumbersome process to get it done. Whereas, you know, digital, you're just paying for the advertising essentially. And CDs, Nobody buys them anymore, but the the per the high point of CDs was, or the selling point of CDs to labels and to artists, is that CDs were incredibly cheap to manufacture. So. Cassettes are sort of a, a middle ground for indie bands right now. It gets you know, a, a novelty, analog sort of package that they can get out there, but without putting out the money, the thousands of dollars that vinyl costs to produce. Some of the bands are getting really creative uh, with the packaging. I remember a few years back, there was a band called Dampier, and I bought their album on cassette. The cassette came inside a velvet bag. Think like a Crown Royal bag. Inside the bag, the bag itself was stuffed with sh- seashells. And once you dug through the seashells, you pulled out a baggie with a cassette in it, along with animal bones and human teeth. So I thought that was really interesting <laughs> in terms of packaging. I do have a very high-end cassette deck. I don't use it, though. That's the irony. I have a I have a lower-end cassette deck is the one that I primarily use. My high-end cassette deck came from a very famous recording studio that a music producer that I was lucky enough to know and work with took out of that recording studio and gave to me as a gift. So that's more of like a showpiece in the studio than something I actually use.
1: Very cool. Alrighty. that's a cool recommendation so you're recommending kind of the overall youtube channel but with extra emphasis on why cassette tapes are awesome yeah
0: the channel itself is cool i've watched a bunch of the videos now but that video in particular because so many people recently have asked me you know why cassettes and you know do i think it's just a cheap thing for bands to do or do i think there's any real value in it and i was trying to explain to people that all cassettes if they're on high-end tape are is the reel-to-reel tapes that existed before then in a more compact form, and that they sound great on really high-end equipment, which most people didn't have. Most cassette players were small, portable, and cheap, and they sounded small and cheap and oftentimes ate your cassette tapes. Excellent. Well, be sure and and
1: uh, shoot me the link to that specific video. We will obviously make sure that's
0: available for all of you to consume
1: on our, on our blog. All right. Since we're whistling right through this, I'll just kind of stay with the program and keep it moving along. My recommendation this week is actually an app. Uh, I think we have covered. This is actually, well, there are many, many bones, probably not used in the packaging of Mike's cassette, but while there are many bones I have to pick with Mike, one of my most significant bones to pick with him is... Back in the day, I can't give you dates here, but the the fossil record will indicate I recommended Pokemon Go possibly on a nurture and support yes, which was a good recommendation and Mike really liked it and he was a player as well. but then a subsequent show. Mike recommended Pokemon Go, which I think is a foul. And and so I'm gonna give a new recommendation of the same spirit. So if Mike turns around on a squat caliber down the road and re-recommends what I'm recommending tonight, if you see him on the street, you need to point at him and go, chicanery, chicanery, and I think we'll we'll be able to help Mike grow as a person. So
0: I hope that happens. <laughs>
1: I would love to see people pointing at you, going "chicanery, chicanery." That'd be awesome. So my recommendation this week is very much in the vein of Pokemon Go, but it is Pokemon Go meets the Walking Dead universe, and it's called Walking Dead R World, O U W R World, R World, and it is very much kind of the same thematic where you bring it up. It uses geolocation. It it is they've done this in partnership. It's AMC, the producers of. The Walking Dead and Google Maps working together. So actually the map quality is slightly higher quality than what you get in Pokemon Go. But it is this idea of you're there cruising around and there's zombies and there's people to rescue and you over time gather things. So very much the same kind of gameplay as Pokemon Go. But with zombies and with the main cast of The Walking Dead that can eventually join you and help you out. I'm hanging with Michonne a lot right now. She's helping me out quite a bit. I'm a, I am ai remain a huge Pokemon Go fan. It has been the, the app that gets my attention in the morning as I walk into work and as I walk out from work to pay attention to. But this app has actually created a dilemma for me because... I want to be over in the in the Walking Dead app. It's really good graphics, really fun gameplay, pretty straightforward. There's a social element where you can I think do some things around building teams and join and connect that I'm not as familiar with right now. There are some really good Reddit communities that talk a lot about uh, Walking Dead R World. So if you want to kind of become a super user of it, you can you can do that. But it's tremendous gameplay and just like Pokemon Go introduced a tremendously effective augmented reality environment where you could toggle off and you basically have the Pokemon sitting in your, in your home or on the street or wherever you happen to be. This does the same where you can, you can play the game and it'll be a hundred percent graphics, or you can flip into, in for some scenes into AR mode. And you basically have the zombies uh, showing up in whatever place you are there and your phone cameras running and all those types of things. And it's incredibly cool. So Very well executed, incredibly fun to play. Uh, Doesn't, um, you know, I'm I'm still pretty early in this process, so it's going to be a long time before I run into levels that are going to give me trouble. But it is competing now with an app I never thought was going to be competed with for me in terms of what I'd spend my time with walking in and out of work. But I'm absolutely doing that now because it's pretty awesome, so... I highly recommend available on both Apple and Android. If you haven't pulled down, it's that wonderful free too. Now you can do like all of these games, do the microtransactions and buy stuff. But so far I see no need and it's been working out really well for me. So if you haven't tried Walking Dead, our world, you really should. It's very fun. Download that and have fun. And if Mike turns around and recommends it a couple weeks from now, you all know what to do.
0: So now I have to do this just to make sure that this actually happens. the chicanery gambit that's what we're at <laughs> well that was an excellent recommendation sir do you happen to have a social media rec for this week i actually do for
1: this week marvel or uh, marvel about mike mike are you a marvel guy
0: <laughs> marvel um, are you a
1: mike guy <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> uh, a little bit no uh i so i do like marvel i was always more of a dc guy but i am familiar with the whole marvel universe
1: yeah, so, my recommendation this week is actually Chris Evans, uh, who plays Captain America in, in the Marvel series, and his Twitter
0: account is Logically... Oh, sorry. Okay, I was going to say, I'm not sure what you want us to do to Chris Evans, Kelly. <laughs>
1: I just we want to give him the squat cobbler bump because you know poor guy probably you know needs a couple more million followers so we can help right. him out. By all accounts, an incredibly nice guy. I, I remember some of the other folks that I interacted with Twitter. One of one of the individuals had a a, a very ill niece who she kind of kept pestering the Chris Evans Twitter account to say, "Boy, she would really appreciate a shout out from you." And he did one of the nicest, most thoughtful. Shout outs to, to this young lady. Uh, it was just really kind of respectful and endearing. And you just couldn't walk away from it without saying Chris Evans is a stand up guy. What's kind of cool now is as we approach end game Avengers end game, the second part uh, kind of following infinity war, uh, the various actors are kind of playing with each other a little bit on Twitter and the yeah. joke within the pay, hey. <laughs> the joke within the, marvel universe is captain america was frozen for a long time came out and really doesn't quite understand technology and chris evans recently did a tweet about struggling with technology that his daughters were using and so uh, robert downey jr kind of pings mark ruffalo in the process and they're kind of almost quasi in character about needing to help Chris Evans out on technology and it's just really kind of fun to see the banter between all the folks I said just because Chris Evans seems like such a remarkable guy seems like a really good solid social media recommendation for this week so and particularly as we head towards end game probably a pretty cool account to follow to maybe get a little tidbit or two as well so follow Chris Evans on Twitter is my social media recommendation for this week that Mike, is an excellent you...
0: recommendation sir and I want to show how much I've already grown as a person that I didn't comment and laugh at all when you said toggling off.
1: Partial credit. <laughs> the The ability for you to constrain yourself initially or restrain yourself initially on that is good, uh, but then to bring it up, you start to lose points on that.
0: But. Yeah,
1: I got got a bad habit of serving some of that kind of stuff up. I got I to gotta keep working on my phrasing.
0: It just so happens that I have a social media recommendation too, Kelly. What would that be, Mike? <laughs> okay, I was going to say, wow, this would have been your opportunity to be like, really? What are you? My social media recommendation is that everybody listening to this show right now goes to your YouTube page and likes and subscribes. Now that is an excellent recommendation.
1: Since I wouldn't have said anything about it at the end of the show without you mentioning that. And See? that would be, folks, that's good. I like that. Do, Mike, do you know how to how people would find that channel?
0: I do. They can go to YouTube and search Kelly Tool, T-H-U-L.
1: And you'll get Squat Cobbler in all its glory, Nurture and Support, all the album reviews we've done, all the Alice Cooper ones are segmented out in, in a nice thing. So it would be great for folks to do that because we, this has been a nice way for us to get the podcast out to more people and we would like to grow it. So thank you. That is a very... Helpful recommendation you did there, and and I promised to be good. Said I need to start asking for that, and I hadn't thought about it. So, see, just killing it tonight. A for A for effort. Well, thank well, you, everybody. Th- oh. Yep, yep. Yeah, there'll be two versions of this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be the recommendation version, and then there'll be the well. If you want to want to kill some time, here's the longer version. You know, we talked about it a little bit last time that we really enjoy doing the music stuff quite a bit. The prisoner exchange stuff's working out really, really well. Just Mike and I talking about albums is always fun for both of us. So we may start to do some targeted other albums as well beyond the Prisoner's ex- exchanges. But uh, uh, yeah, I think we'll need to keep going on the recommendation stuff too. We gotta yeah, we gotta, we gotta, gotta find ourselves a guest though. We gotta we gotta bring somebody Christian? back on this bad boy. Christian? Sure, <laughs> if you <laughs> like. We could we could do Christian. We Corey. Could do... Oh, absolutely, Corey. No offense, Christian. No. but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss Corey. I haven't talked to him in a long time. That'd be cool. So we'll get we'll be uh, crowning somebody, and and we'll see what we can do. I don't I don't know what she can and can't do, but we'll we're gonna. I think we've mentioned this before. Our good friend Allison Wolf is on Worst Cooks in America. And it would be awesome to get her to join us, but we'll have to see kind of what latitude she has while the show's airing. So we'll check with her and see. So we'll uh, we'll try and bring somebody else in who can share their anecdotes and delay the show. And eventually, we'll get to recommendations. So it'll be great.
0: I'll be very upset when they do that and try and you know move the show along. That's as right. I often we'll, do.
1: Yes, as as you often do. As is your want Yes, you'll have to kind of push them there.
0: So. On that note, I'd
1: like to thank everybody for listening. Per Mike's recommendation, strongly encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, like this video, and we'd appreciate your support and uh, are always open to recommendations, whether it's music or other things to do that we could talk about. I'd love to hear from you. And so thanks for listening, everybody.
0: Thanks, everyone. Stop the broadcast.